are listening to Realm of the Mist Podcast with your host, Chris Stalin, presented by Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Hey, what's up, guys? Christopher Stolle back with some Realm of the Mist podcast. It's been a while. Joining me today, first and foremost, a good buddy of mine who is uh, Melwood and too many other names to put together in a, uh, the character for Sounds Dicey Gaming's uh, D&D games, as well as one of the co-hosts of War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, Mr. Joe Cahill. Hey, everybody. And then a first-timer on Realm of the Mist podcast, she is one of the co-hosts of the new Realm of the Mist show, The Sock Drawer Podcast. If you guys have been checking it out, it's hilarious. Um, I'm probably going to butcher your name because I keep wanting to say America, but it's Marcia. No. Yes? Yes, yes, Marcia. but I go by Dusty. So. Dusty, okay, we'll go by Dusty. Dusty will be easier for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and guys, we're sitting here today because we're talking about something very, very special, near and dear to my heart. And I know, uh, Dusty, I, I've heard from you and from Salem that uh, this is your forte anyway. Oh, we're, yes. We're going to talk Ghostbusters. <sighs> Who are you going to call? <laughs> <laughs> Insert copyrighted material right here. Um, <laughs> no, but... Uh, Joe, I'll start with you because uh, I already I already know, and then I'll, I'll let her go into detail. I already know what Ghostbuster means to Dusty, <laughs> but we don't really know what Ghostbusters meant means or meant to you throughout the years, especially the the first two original movies. Of course, we're not discussing that piece of shit. Uh, there was only one film. No, no, no. There, yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, uh, best, the best way to describe the best way to describe the 2016 film is I don't know if you guys remember there was two Ghostbuster cartoons. There yes, was, I watched those. I there had was the toys. The, there was the Ghostbuster one where the car talked, and then mm-hmm. there was the real Ghostbusters, which was based off of the movies, which was way better. Which was way better. To and me, I had all the toys. Yeah. To me, the 20 the 2016 Ghostbuster film was the knockoff Ghostbusters cartoon. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, sorry, Joe, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, when the original came out, mm-hmm. the one, the only, the original, mm-hmm. I uh, was actually stationed overseas. So it took a little while back then for these things to catch up to us. So I'd already heard from all of my family here stateside how wonderful this movie was. So I finally got my, uh, uh, well, let's say, just let's say a friend to get me a bootleg copy on VHS and send it over. So we watched this horrible film. I am so disappointed. I'm so upset, only to find out it wasn't a real bootleg copy when it hit theaters (laughs) overseas. (laughs) A little joke played on me by my buddy. And now, but. We fell in love with it, all of us. We went, uh, you know, off base, saw it, and absolutely adored the movie. So it had, it became a, a strong point of uh, my sci-fi, fantasy, all of that stuff back then in the uh, 80s. Well, you know, I, I'm definitely going to get uh, Dusty's uh, reaction to this, too. But I, I definitely got to start with this question to you, Dusty. Uh-huh. What do you classify Ghostbusters? I mean, it, it's it's... Alumni from the original, well, not the original, but the Saturday Night Live, 
who yes. got together and came up with a script and a story that's kind of part comedy, part sci-fi, part horror. Like, that's exactly what, what it is. What genre you would you classify <laughs> Ghostbusters under? It, it's, 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 I think it's its own genre myself because it's all three. It, I was trying to explain it to to my co-host Salem because he's never actually seen it. And it, it, for me, when I was a kid, it was a scary comedy and I loved every bit of it because I, I didn't classify it as sci-fi yet because I didn't realize paranormal goes into sci-fi because I was, I was young when that came out. Right. So, all but right. yeah, that's, but it was definitely very involved in my childhood. Well, let, let's so. hear, let's hear, let's hear the details. What, what does Ghostbusters mean to you? Um, it was one of the first films where I got to realize what paranormal was and the, we went and saw it in a theater. And when we got out of the theater, we all ran over to a store that made T-shirts with the vinyl, vinyl decals. And we got T-shirts that quickly. And I, I wore that thing till it got holes in it. <laughs> and, then, and then I got all excited a few years later when they were filming the next one. And we were in New York City at the time because I had won a scholarship to go do something in New York city. It was awesome. And I tried to sneak away from the tour to get into the crowd scene. <laughs> teenage me got teenage me got caught and was sent uh. back to the tour. So what I did is I made the tour do a walking tour in any place that was in the first movie that, that I recognized. I took pictures of with my little one ten camera and I have, I had a little album of these are the places ghostbusters filmed. <laughs> <laughs> And the theater, the theater scene they have in one of the movies where they go by the th- and the second one where they actually show the 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 title and everything on it. I got I have a picture of that. It was like, yeah, it was the it was one of the things that got me heavy into the idea of sci-fi. Excellent. So, well, for me, for me, I, I uh, I'm gonna one up Joe. My first experience, I didn't get to see it in the theaters. I was you know I was young kid, whatever. But my family came home with it uh, on Betamax. <laughs> yes, I'm that old. Wow. <laughs> kids, hey, my my, my neighbors that, had it on laser disc, so kids for wow. those that don't kids for those that do not understand uh what Betamax is, picture a VHS tape, just smaller. Actually yeah. I can make the argument that I think Betamax was better than VHS, but neither here it, nor there. Um Well and for kids who don't even know what VHS is true. It's a <laughs> these kids nowadays barely know what a dvd is or blu-ray it's all digital oh, you're nowadays. not kidding the other day my, our ethernet cable fell out the back of the computer and my son's like uh, what does it look like i said it looks like a phone cord he's like phones have cords mom uh. <laughs> you just want to smack them don't you yeah yeah ouch <laughs> if you really want to have fun you take away their cell phone and plug in an old rotary phone and just sit there and tell them make a phone call let me figure it out but uh <laughs> no but uh, the, the ghostbusters i remember you know like the major fandom to me was always star wars and you know i i love star trek and and indiana jones and all that but you know there was something special about ghostbusters there really was the first mm-hmm. time i saw it like like you i was a young kid it, it scared the shit out of me yeah like i remember being creeped out by uh by gozer you know, well, the, and 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 uh, the 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 dog. I always confuse that. Gozer was the dog or the god. Gozer the Gozerian. That was the Gozer god. Gozer was the god. 
For me, yeah. it was the librarian ghost. That thing freaked me out. That was a little creepy too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, I was I was an impressionable young kid, so uh, Dana yeah. Barrett floating over the bed kind of creeped me out a little bit too. <laughs> but I mean, I I absolutely adored the Ghostbusters to the point that like I was forgiving of Ghostbusters too. A lot of people hate Ghostbusters too, not as much as 2016, but they hate Ghostbusters too. I don't. I, it I it was nowhere near as good as the first. I I tell people if you like Ghostbusters, just stay with the first. Don't worry about the second. Uh, but that's that's me. That yeah, I'm, that that's what I'm saying. Like I know it's no not as good as the first, but you know, very few things have the as I call it the Empire Strikes Back ability to be better than the original. But I don't mm-hmm. think I don't feel Ghostbusters Two was a bad film. Maybe some bad parts, but I don't think I don't think it was a, a you know a shame to the Ghostbusters franchise. Again, unlike the other uh, aforementioned. Ooh. Title. I have no what? idea what you're talking about. Well, I never yeah, saw that one. <laughs> yeah, I literally boycotted it, and I'm to this day never going to watch it. Oh, I wish I'd done that. Um. <laughs> I kind of did. I was I was in the middle. I I because of the fact that I you know Realm of the Mist podcast used to be originally about straight up pop culture, and we would review things. I watched the Ghostbusters 2016 movie, but I didn't pay for it. <clears throat> Oh, there you go. And I'm still feeling like I want my money back. Well, I think he actually did pay for it. It's a different way. It's true. Yeah, psychologically. <laughs> but uh, what about you, Joe? How, how, what, what, where do you land on Ghostbusters 2? Uh, I liked it, actually. It was, like you said, not nearly as good. But at the, at the era of sequels, it came out. It was better than a whole lot of them. Oh yeah, and I mean it's okay, had some of the memorable yeah. scenes to it. I mean, uh, the dancing toaster, for for example. <laughs> yeah, that could have gone. We could have done without that. Uh, Rick Moranis was fantastic, though. Always. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, I lo- loved him in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, so stellar performance there. Actually, he carried a lot of the film with his comedy and how he reacted to everything. True, very much. Mm-hmm. I think I think if there was anything that bothered me about Ghostbusters 2, it would probably be Annie Potts. I felt they kind of slutted her up more than she should have been. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it, it seemed like a complete departure from the character from Ghostbusters 1. Yeah, they did. Because Ghostbusters 1, they, they didn't really have the... Fem- the hot female appeal. I mean, Dana was pretty, but it wasn't, you know, sex appeal type deal for a whole time. She was normally dressed, normal person for a lot of it. So they, I think the second one, they had to up it trying to get more of the male audience for some reason. Right. But you're, you're talking about Sigourney Weaver. You can't, after Alien, you can't put that woman in a role that's supposed to be like, you know, TNA. She's a a hot, strong lead female character, even back Mm -hmm. in the seventies and eighties. You ain't slutting her up. <laughs> and, and that's what I liked about the original Ghostbusters, because it didn't have any of that gratuitous stuff that a lot of the 80s movies did. Except for her legs. <laughs> I'll, I'll take your word for it. I mean, no, she did. She, you know, there was the scene up on top of the building mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the dress with everything flying around. You know, she looked pretty good. <laughs> True. But, she, but th- that was ruined because she just banged Rick R- Moranis. Yeah, yeah, that that was scary. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now I understand why you guys fear the film. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, shocker out of nowhere, a couple days ago, uh, this is the reason we gathered here today. <laughs> they have announced Ghostbusters 3 a while ago, but unbeknownst to anybody, what was it, two days ago, they dropped the trailer for the brand new Ghostbusters, the official Ghostbusters 3, which they have aptly titled Ghostbusters Afterlife. Guys, you've seen it, right? Yes. Yes. All right, great. Well, before we do go into details about what we've seen in the trailer and how we th think it'll fit the mythos and and everything else, I'm going to play the trailer for our YouTube fans. I'm going to stop recording and let the trailer play, and then we'll come back and we'll discuss, you know, what we've seen, what we thought of it, our likes, our dislikes, and speculate a little bit. For our audio podcast listeners, you guys are just going to hear us go, okay, we'll be right back. Hey, we're back. Uh, I'm not going to put an audio version of the trailer on the audio podcast. So, But I will link a description. Uh, uh, set a link to the trailer in the descriptions below so that way you guys can go check out the trailer on your own times if you haven't seen it yet so guys we will be right back check out this trailer and we'll discuss it in a few minutes see i told you it wouldn't take as long hey we're back all right so you've seen the trailer we've seen the trailer now you guys have seen the trailer let's discuss the trailer first and foremost I i'm gonna i'm gonna start it right off the title afterlife how do we feel about it? I, I like it because I think it's basically it's it's a nod because the whole this whole thing looks like a nod to you know you know Egon's gone, right? So, which yeah, is, that's where it, I'm hoping they're going with it that it's, it's all going to be the afterlife towards Egon and you can tell it is because of look it's his fa it's about his family you can tell right. I right. got chills down my spine watching this thing going oh my god it's a total tribute to the original. Right, uh, the the character, uh, the, the the actor who played Mikey in Stranger Things is supposed to be Egon's grandson. Mm -hmm. And you can tell from him and the the girl, the, his sister, they both have the curly hair and the look. You can tell what they're doing, and it's wonderful. My favorite part is Ant Man going, "Nice replica." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's a collector's thing. That yeah. was beautiful. Yes, and and his face when it starts to open, you know, do the light up thing. It's like, and he realizes it's real. Ooh, or it's really a good replica. <laughs> I will admit, I had a total fangirl moment when they took off the cover of Ecto, and I'm like, there, there she is. <laughs> the real Ecto. <laughs> hey, I went, I went and saw the real Ecto back in the '80s when it came to the mall. So that was a big deal for me. Well, it was funny. It was funny because, like, you, you mentioned that because that was one of the things I argued with a lot of people that try to defend 2016. It's like, well, they they pay tribute to Ecto One because it was a hearse. It's, no, it was a fucking ambulance. It's, that's right. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know because I got to touch it. So <laughs> you know, back in back in the uh, 70s, 60s, they didn't use like the big box uh, vans like like ambulances nope. are now they use basically station wagons like which ecto-1 was yes you know so and to see her even though she looks like she's run down but still her was just a beautiful thing well the, let's 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 really break down the trailer here first and foremost we know that we're following egon's daughter see i'm, I'm not clear if uh i think that's a daughter and son 
see that uh, what I got from the trailers, the grandson does talk about the fact that his dad's gone, but his mom's there. Yes. But I, I'm, what I'm not clear of is if the mom is Egon's daughter or if she's daughter Egon's daughter by marriage. Yeah, I think that uh, I have a feeling it's daughter-in-law. Okay. But I, I basically they he said they all she had left was that house. I think she inherited it from her husband, who inherited it from Egon. Right. Okay. Fair enough. And I do remember uh, part of the trailer where where they where the kid was talking about like uh, mom had referred to it as digging through grandpa's junk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously this this woman, whether she's an in law or or direct relation, doesn't think highly of Egon and his legacy. And it makes sense. As I said, they hadn't seen any ghost activity in 30 years. So it's become more of a myth now. See, that to me, that to me felt like a smack to the, uh, to the uh, 2016 Ghostbusters. It definitely was. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that was a shot. That, it's their that way of saying like this dig. movie doesn't, this movie does not exist. This- yeah. <laughs> yep. Never that, happened. That one very much felt like a smack in the face to 2016. Like, yeah, there's been no ghosts for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> so no Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was their way of saying, nope, this is the sequel. Ignore that. Well, see, I understand, and, and and I love the fact, like like uh, like Dusty said, I love the fact that they are playing off of the nostalgia, but not so much in the sense of like they're 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 just pandering to the fans. The trailer to me very much felt like an homage, mm-hmm. you know, like this looks like something that like Joe, me, and you would get together and create just to say how much we loved Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. You know, yep. I wish I had. You know, yeah. very, very much a love letter <laughs> to to Ghostbusters, and and I think that's the right direction. I personally think this is going to be a great uh, uh, connection to the past, and I don't know if I would build a franchise off of it because, of course, in this day and age, everybody's looking to build a franchise. I don't know if I want to see a bunch of snot nosed prepubescent teens running around as the new Ghostbusters. I don't know if that's going to be the case, though. We have to actually see where they go with that. Now, if Paul Rudd becomes a Ghostbuster. That would be cool. I'd be okay with that. I mean, that could very well be where where it's heading when the original guys show up, too. Yeah, because I did double check all the original cast that's alive anyway is in this. So and as their original characters, characters. not yes. like again I, I hate harping on it but unlike 2016 where it's like they made cameos but they weren't the ghostbusters they were yeah. something else and, and speaking of cameo i like how they had that section from the original movie they actually were watching as it was a news report that you know they had found that was awesome yeah I checked it online oh look at this yeah <laughs> oh i got it I got chills from uh, from the voiceover, Bill Murray's voiceover, where it was oh. back to the call it luck, call it karma. Yes. Like, I got chills from that. I'm like, Jesus, yep. that fits in so well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you can tell whoever wrote this is a fan. There's no doubt about it. Well, it's uh, Ivan Reichman's kid, is it not? That's directing this? I did not look that up, so I don't know. Because Ivan Reichman wanted to do Ghostbusters 3 for the longest time, but unfortunately he and, and uh, Harold Ramis had passed away. And now it's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's it, it's uh, Reichman's son who did this film. 
Because that would make total sense. Because it's just everything from when they shipped, panned over that the table and you can see all the, the, the pack backpacks and everything. It was mm-hmm. like, that's all. They, their, their equipment was right there. Mm-hmm. So... I wish I could go to that basement. <laughs> Don't we yeah, both? Yeah, Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman, thank you. He and wrote it, it too. By, right? he, he and Gil Keenan wrote it. Right, okay. So that makes so that a lot of sense. so much sense right there, why it, the impact it already has with just a trailer. Well, I mean, it, it it makes it makes perfect sense for how much of a love letter it's going to be. I mean, I, I got to mm-hmm. imagine Jason grew up with his dad doing these films and and of course being a close friend of Harold Ramis who was basically the brainchild of of the Ghostbusters you know the concept and, so and I already have a theory about what's going on but I don't know if I'm right or wrong well we'll, we'll definitely discuss theories in a minute here but like you know, <laughs> with with Jason I got to imagine this is not just a love letter to Ghostbusters the, the the story but it's also a love letter to people that meant so much to him growing up, Harold Ramis and his father, Ivan. It has to be. Like, I, I imagine, like, that that makes my hopes for this movie so much more because this guy doesn't want to ruin their legacy. And, right. And, it, and it's a perfect tribute so far, so... I mean, we've had one teaser trailer, but, yeah. <laughs> well, teaser everything trailer in and full it, trailer, yeah. But everything in it's a tribute. Because we, we did have the first teaser, and the first teaser was just... The uh, the tarp blowing up and seeing yes. the, the the back of Ecto One, yes, you know, in the barn, and that was the only thing we got up until two days ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> and this this trailer was quite long too. So yeah, it was like what a two minute trailer. Yeah, I was two, surprised. Two forty. Yeah. Yeah, it was really long for a trailer. Because I've been avoiding looking at it because I'm like, oh, no, what are they doing? And then you said, hey, watch it so we can talk about it. And I watched it and went, oh, my God, this is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really sad because, again, you know, my, my first and foremost love and fandom in, in film has always been Star Wars. Uh, so you would yeah. think that I should be excited for the most excited for Episode Nine, which, don't get me wrong, I am. Mm-hmm. But I can't even describe how much I'm anticipating this film now. I get you, because I'm the same way, because I remember going to see Star Wars in the drive-in. But but there's been so much Star Wars since then that you're almost overloaded with it. What, what are these terms you're using? VHS, Betamax, <laughs> drive-in. <laughs> I know I'm old, okay? We're confusing our audience, folks. <laughs> See, kids, back in the day, <laughs> films used to actually be made on film. And you could go to these places called drive-ins and watch them there instead of digitally enhanced theater screens. Well, well see, see, when, when, when Joe, Dusty, and myself were kids, we didn't call them movies. We called them talkies. <laughs> <laughs> I am not that old. <laughs> no, I am not that old either. <laughs> Look, yes. 77, Star Wars 77, I was in 7th grade. There we go. There you go. I was in my diapers, but I was there. Uh, I was going to say, I was 5 years old for the first one. But that Wow, that... I just realized I'm the youngest one in the panel. <laughs> when the hell did that happen? <laughs> He's so pleased. <laughs> He's like, that never happens. It doesn't. I'm usually the old man. <laughs> 
But that that I but back to what you said. I think Star Wars has been overdone. There's so much Star Wars everywhere. Ghostbusters has been, you know, it's a nostalgia thing that most of us know what it is, and most kids don't. So it's going to mean more to us. I think you're right. I think I think this I think this release is going to have the same feel. If I'm going to draw a comparison to Star Wars, I think it's going to have the same type of electric feel to it as. The, the waiting for episode 7. Yeah. Because, you know, to, to draw the comparison with episode 7, not discluding the prequels, but most fans, they were waiting to see Han, Luke, and Leia again. And it's been 30 years. Yeah. You know, but... since since then. So, twenty what was that? 2016, I think, uh, episode 7 released. People are going nuts for it, just for the nostalgia factor of seeing the Falcon again and Han and stuff like that. I think we're going to get the same deal because, like, the last time we saw these guys, like, really saw these guys was back in the early 90s. I want to say 91, 92 is when Ghostbusters 2 released. And that was it. You know, I yes, I know there was the, the bullshit movie. That doesn't count. The well, what's the, really nice about it is, too, is it, it did appeal to a younger base even now. Yeah. Um, when, when the, you know, the movie that shall not be mentioned came out, how many of the younger crowd, you know, the teens in the early 20s, just exploded at how bad the film was and what it did to the Ghostbusters legacy? Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't even our age group leading the charge. No. And I, I'll admit, my kids, if you say, who are you going to call? They immediately know what to say, and they're excited about this new movie coming out. Yeah, I'm, so it, it's one of the ones that has stood the test of time. Look, yes. I'm, I'm going to be fair to the 2016 Ghostbusters for a minute. This is the this is the closest to fair I can give. I've never, And I've been on record uh, on our podcast previously when, when 2016 was releasing. I've been on record that I do not have an issue with an all-female cast of Ghostbusters. I don't. I don't think the concept of the movie was that terrible, but the cast was a horrid. Well, and and you've got to admit, it's kind of scary when the action hero actor is funnier than the four comedians oh, all yeah. the way through the film. Well, Chris know- Hemsworth was was hilarious. Now, see, yeah. I, I can't remember. I can't the, the the female Egon. I can't remember the actress's name. Kate McKinnon or something like that. Yeah, some. I have no idea. Her and Kristen Wiig. I didn't mind so much. They they weren't terrible, but the Leslie <laughs> Jones and especially Melissa McCarthy. Like, who the fuck thinks Melissa McCarthy is funny? All she is is a female wannabe Chris Farley. She's not funny. Chris was funny. She's not. Mm-hmm. She's a hack. And you, 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 like, what ruined the movie for me was not female actors playing the role. What ruined it for me was things like beating a dead joke that was dumb to begin with until, you know, you, you, it, it just hurt to even think about it like the fucking wonton joke. Right, and like I said, I wasn't banging on it as female. I said the comedians. Right. No, no. Yeah. The four comedians sucked compared to the action hero. Well, and, in, in, I, in and, I'll, and I didn't boycott it because of female cast. I'm female. I boycotted it because I took one look at the trailer and went, these are mm-hmm. bad choices. I don't even want to deal with this. Oh, yeah. The trailer did not excite me at all. Nope. Um, well, if that... I hadn't been laid up at the time and 
people, you know, put computer screens in front of me and made me watch stuff. I wouldn't have gone there. Well, well see, the, the, the reason I keep harping on the female cause it's, it's because, like, if you remember when the, when the movie was first announced and, and released and it was getting a lot of heated backlash from not only younger generation but our generation um, because of the fact that it didn't pay any homage to the Ghostbusters, of course, the first thing you heard is, well, you just, you're, you're, you're hateful because it's oh. all-female cast. No, I don't care if it was all-female. It's just those were the wrong females. Right. <laughs> it was just the wrong script. Because I can say the trailer turned me off, unlike this trailer, which has got me all excited. Exactly. Exactly. But, but that was that was where I wanted to go to at least give some respect to, to the, the, the 2016, is the fact that I thought it was a decent concept. It was just extremely poorly executed with the wrong cast. Yeah. Well, wrong script, wrong cast. Wrong director. Wrong, t- <laughs> right, just should have. Should have seen it and thrown it away, but somebody wanted to see if they could make money off of it, mm-hmm. off the franchise. But and but as they far threw as, it, at, they threw anything at it. But as far as going back to my point about Ghostbusters two and the time frame between Ghostbusters two and Afterlife, and why it's going to have such a nostalgic thing, the only other thing that really Ghostbusters fans had, if you're a video game fan, was the Ghostbusters video game, which was unofficially announced by Dan Aykroyd. As a sequel to the Ghostbusters franchise, it actually fits the Ghostbusters canon. Mm-hmm. Mm. But even that was like you know. Well, the thirty-year thing years. is perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the thirty years thing is perfect. It, it's it's going to take place after something happens shortly after Ghostbusters two. Yep. I mean, they shut it down. They they got rid of all the paranormal activity. Something the house is going to be sitting on it like one of uh, a huge generator jail generator, and I, somebody I, unlocks something or removes yeah. something. Because I can guarantee you that the reason why Egon would be, have moved in the middle of nowhere is because there's some kind of containment center under that farm, and well, it's going to go boom. Well, they they're, they did hint towards something else. Uh, if you remember, they were talking about how like this 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 place doesn't sit on a fault line, doesn't sit on. Uh, like anything that could cause earthquakes, like it doesn't yep. even have loud noises or loud music in this town. But for some reason, for unexplained reasons, the town shakes. Which is why I say a containment field is going to go boom. Yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's a containment field, but I wonder if there isn't already pre-paranormal. Uh, because there's got to be a reason why he would leave you know, New York City and go to the middle of nowhere. Right. And leave all the gear there. Yes. You know. And I can't There's wait to find out why. <laughs> yeah, I just I can't wait to find out why. That's oh. all right. So we but know the original. We know the original <laughs> cast is coming back, but I've got to ask: Is Slimer appearing? I almost hope he doesn't. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think Slimer's I think, overdone. Yeah, and they kind of killed him in. They did that thing. Yeah, it's to have Slimer come back is literally. It it wouldn't make sense. Well, wasn't he driving the bus in Ghostbusters too? Yeah, he was. So what if he was hanging out with Rick Moranis? (laughs) 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 
<sighs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. I mean, uh, the last I knew from Ghostbusters two, he would, Slimer was driving the ghost, the, the 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 city bus. He was a no, forgive the term here. He was alive and well. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know, I know. He was again. I'm not a fan of the second movie. Right. So, but because I don't get, I like Slimer as a character. I always have, but I, I don't think I need to see him back again. I'd like to see new. I, yeah, I, new, new, new ghosts, and I agree with you. But I wouldn't be mad at a cameo. Like again, I know you're not a fan of Ghostbusters two, but his appearance in Ghostbusters two was literally a cameo. That is true. You know, so if we if we just got like you know, Slimer in the background, or like I said, they find Lewis Tully and they, he opens the door and he you just see Slimer fly around in the background, I'm fine with that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. Don't put them forefront. Give me new, new hotness. Mm-hmm. You know, but of course I want the nostalgia factor. I want Peter Vakeman. I want Ray Stance. I want Winston yes. Zedmore. You know, to to come back into this and be like, if you guys want to bust ghosts, we're going to teach you the right way to do it. And I, so uh, far, because yeah. my biggest fear was they were going to try to do a lot of digital aging on these guys. Yeah. And there's only so much you can do. Okay, you know, you take a 70-year-old man, you can make him look like a 60, and I'll, be, I'll buy it. But when you take a 70-year-old man and try to make him look like he's in his 30s, and it's still the actor. Um, you know, great movie, The Irishman. I don't know if anybody yes. else has seen it. I enjoyed but, it immensely, yes. But even with the, the de-aging, <coughs> you could tell that was an old man. Yes. You could oh, tell no. the shoulders were hunched together and the, and it almost would fall at you know, certain scenes when he would have to you know, jog or something. It looks like he's going to fall over. <laughs> well, but the nice thing is, is with this, is 30 years later, they can be their age. Yeah, so they, and that's what I'm I'm appreciative of is they've decided to go this route instead of try to de-age them for a film. They're going to keep them as the grandpas, you know, the, it, the, the grandpa squad or whatever that shows up. And and, I, and I'm hoping at first they're not going to be all gun ho about getting back into it. They're going to go kicking and screaming. That'd be so much fun. Yeah, now <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. I, I definitely, I definitely see, especially Vagman. Like I can see Ray. Yes, I can Ray see Ray be being excited. all about yes. it. Yeah, but Vagman, I can see him going. No, I'm done with that. I'm retired from that. That's all done. But pull him back in anyway. I think it'd be awesome. Exactly. You know, just like just like he was, you know, with Ghostbusters too. He wasn't thrilled with the idea of of Ghostbusters reuniting, <laughs> where poor mm-hmm. Winston and Ray were doing, you know, kids' birthday parties. Yeah. <laughs> but welcome uh, to my show. <laughs> I'm Dr. Peter Venkman. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised one of them has like a book deal. <laughs> Nobody wants to come on your show. They think you're a fraud. I am a fraud. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah, I mean, I is anybody disappointed of the fact that we did not get to see any of the original cast members in this film even as a glance? No. No, no, actually, no. I'm I'm actually glad they didn't. I think it, it raises the hype. It raises it the you know anticipation now it, to go see. They didn't see even them. they didn't even specify that that was Egon's family. I, I just loved how they just hinted about everything. That's it was beautifully done. Yeah, they never even used Egon's name. You just no you just, the look of the kids and and 
of course, the one that would keep all the tech would be the guy who created the tech. It makes sense that it's Egon. Yes. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe it is Vakeman's da- uh, family. Maybe the last no, kid's it, last name no, is Vakeman. Hands, hands down, that's Egon's oh, kid. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Our grandkids. It, he's yeah. the dead one. I mean, I yes. hate to say it. It's going to, in a way, it's going to be a tribute film to him. Yeah. So. How mad? Well, we'll throw this in here. How mad, or maybe not mad, would you be to see a uh, a Egon ghost? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier. Um... Oh, it depends on how they do it. Because if they do it so that it's basically not like a main character, but a, it basically they just get a glimpse of him with like, you know, like almost like a force ghost type deal, I would be okay with it. See, I was I was thinking if they gave something where they took old footage from like Ghostbusters 2 or Ghostbusters 1 where he just kind of gives a smirk and pushes up his glasses and walks off screen or, or floats yeah. off screen, I'd be absolutely for that. That would be fine, but if they yeah, made him into a minimal. If it's they made him into minimal. a character that was actually part of the whole movie, I would be totally against it. Yeah, there's too much of that CGIing. Let's bring them mm-hmm. back. Going on now. It is. Well, would it even serve a purpose, or would it be something like I? I don't even. I don't even like. If I saw it now, now that I have kind of an idea of the story, which, by the way, this trailer gives great nothing. Yes. Like no plot was given away in this this story in this trailer, which I absolutely adore. Yes. You know what I mean? But uh, they gave enough for me to kind of say that if they do do the Egon thing, the Egon ghost thing, I think it's got to be to to Mike, the little boy. It's got to be to him, like Egon giving his approval of this kid taking up the mantle. Oh, that I would be okay with. But It'll not, probably be a last minute save for the kid like by grandpa. Yeah, that would be okay as long as it's not through the whole thing. That would that would be my thought process, and then I could be wrong. And... Yeah, or he shows up and saves the the uh, the old guys. That would be funny. That would be funny. I would be. I would do. And so he gives that, that 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 look. Mm-hmm. You know, of, uh, I think I think if there was any, we we've talked about how excited we are and all the good things that we took from this trailer. We we got to pick on some of the criticism, some of the, some of the critique. We got to do a little bit here. We did critique it. We liked it. I was going to say, I, what, what, did you find something bad? There's only one thing that bothered me about the trailer. Okay. And it's part of the reason why I asked this uh, in the beginning of the show about what you would classify Ghostbusters. The trailer felt very serious. Like, outside of the joke of, oh, look, a replica, it there really wasn't any hint that this is going to be a comedy which ghostbusters broken down essentially is well i liked the door gunner yeah i found that they had just enough there i think that you're gonna see it but in order to not give anything away they kept it very you know serious and not telling you anything but they did have a couple jokes in there well look i know i'm nitpicking the shit out of this (laughs) (laughs) i'm purposely looking for things to be like okay here's some negatives you know, and so that way I don't seem like I'm full fanboying, but I know I'm nitpicking the shit out of this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, believe me, if, if this movie flops, I'm going to be just crying in the corner somewhere. <laughs> yeah. The my, follow-up my, episode. 
will be listening to Dusty cry in the corner. Because <laughs> my hopes are way too high right now. And normally with trailers, I'm like, they give you enough that you're like, okay, I see what the movie's about. This one doesn't. And it just it gets grabs you. Exactly. And, and I think that, I think it did wonders of doing it that way. Um, yeah, it, it's, I can't wait and I have to, and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's that's how I can sum it up. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, did, did they, I, I don't even remember. Um, did they give a release date? I didn't see one. Did I miss it? Um, no, I haven't seen one anywhere. Let me check. I think the only thing the trailer gave was 2020. <laughs> that, I, that's all I remember seeing. I didn't see an actual date. July 10th. Oh, my God. No, no, no. no. It's that's its IMDb long. release date. Oh, <laughs> July no. 10th. Oh, these guys are cruel to release something like this. That, that Oh, no. That's too many months. <laughs> <laughs> So every show we do with Dusty, we're going to have to say something about Ghostbusters oh, just absolutely. to keep it alive for her. Well, that's all right. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling bad for uh, Salem right now because, you know, every sock drawer podcast from <laughs> from episode six forward, because episode six is already uploaded, guys. It releases next Monday. But uh, every episode past is going to have Dusty just, God damn it. It's still too far away for Ghostbusters, and Salem's just going to be like, really? <laughs> I, I already I already told him, you can watch it with me. Please watch it with me. He hasn't said yes yet. <laughs> he'll watch it with you. I'm hoping. He'll watch it with you, and then he'll figure out something to get even with you. I mean, I've had, I've had people do that to me numerous times where it's like, yeah, I'll go see your movie. We'll go see the movie, and they'd nitpick and grumble the whole time, and then all of a sudden... They they cash in that that favor and I'm stuck at Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> or Napoleon Dynamite. Well, this just means I have many months to wear him down, so he watches it. I got this. <laughs> what you need to do is you need to strap him to a chair, duct tape his eyes open, and pop in the first Ghostbusters. That might work, and then I can do it and do it during my podcast. And I promise you, by the time by the time he's done watching the first one, you're not going to have an issue getting him in to go see Afterlife. Because <laughs> it'll make our podcast very difficult when we get closer and closer. Because I'm probably going to mention it a half a dozen times. <laughs> well, look, I, you know, I don't mean to pick on Salem. I don't. But who the <laughs> fuck does has never seen Ghostbusters? I, there's so many of the stuff from the 80s that he's never seen. I, I just introduced him to Conan, so it's just... <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my God. baby steps. A baby step? All right, next one's Masters of the Universe. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can do that to him. Big no. Trouble in Little China? <laughs> <laughs> there's a good one, yeah. Monster Squad. Explorers. The fucking Goonies. Oh, I made him watch Ladyhawk, too. So, but yeah, it, it's little Goonies, stuff. Goonies. That's, that's why he's the. Per, that's why he's the perfect co-host for me because this way I can handle the older topics. He handles the newer topics. Together, we're a comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> that just my that blows my mind. How's no, somebody ever not seen Ghostbusters? Like, I know my nine and ten year old haven't seen Ghostbusters yet. My eleven and fourteen year old have, and they're excited about the next one. <laughs> Well, yeah, my kids practically saw it in the womb. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's why I literally, if you say, who are you going to call? They are going to respond properly. I raised them right. <laughs> and I know they liked it because mom was complaining about the kicking. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, guys, I think that's gonna do it for here. Uh, let's let's go ahead and uh, finish off with just a, a rating. What it, it you know? Let let's throw out superficial numbers. On a scale of one to ten, how does this? How much does this trailer not only bring home the fact that there is another Ghostbusters movie coming with the original cast, but how much does it bringing? How much has it sold you on this is going to be a proper Ghostbusters film? Well, 8.5. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 9. I'm not going to go full 10. I'm going to give it a 9. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to ride with Joe here. I I you know what? I'm going to split the middle. I'm going to say 8.75. <laughs> like I'm I'm sold that I'm that you know, it, it's already take my money. Oh, yeah. I, it's it's already take my money, but in the back of my head I'm like, "Oh my god, please be good." <laughs> that yeah. that's where I was going to go with it is the, but the there is that nagging voice in the back of my head is remember the last time you got excited for a Ghostbusters. Well, thing. that 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 comment of hers, "Oh, please let it be good." Sure sounds like the when we talked about this next Star Wars movie. Oh. <laughs> and you and I are both like, "Oh, please let it be good." Yeah, please please be good. I, I am totally on board with that comment too. <laughs> I'm worried. I, you know what? <laughs> I you know what? I'm going to give JJ the benefit of the doubt. I think he's uh, is it going to be the film that it needs to be to reconnect all the movies and bring all the fandom back? Probably not. But I think JJ loves Star Wars enough that he'll do it right. Right. And and like we discussed when we did that trailer, um this is the first time in a long time we felt I felt Star Wars. Right. Of course, it doesn't help to have the Emperor's cackle. So we have to have an episode. Yeah, I know. That was a good part. Uh, So you and I need to start planning our episode of after seeing the film. Of course. Maybe you need to come on Watts with us, and we will have our our spoiler edition. I've been known to pop in from time to time, especially when your host said his work schedule might change up a little bit, which may actually have him recording at a day or time that, I could join. Yeah, boy, that would just, you know, being regular recording time would be great for me. And, and, and if you guys ever need myself or Salem or both, we can do that kind of thing. Yeah, no, Watts, is, Watts is a blast. We have a good time on it. For those who don't, Watts War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast here oh. on Realm of the List. Oh, speaking of, uh, I might as well do this on air. Um, Joe, I've been meaning to, to discuss with you. I've gotten the okay for talking Trek. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm in. I used to be a Klingon in the 90s. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I've, I've Star got... Trek is what got me into science fiction. Well, that's the reason why I'm doing it on air, because I'm not hosting that shit. That's all you, buddy. Oh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> hey, like, look... I am willing to do talking Trek. <laughs> Live long and prosper all day, but uh, I'm sorry, the force is with me. <laughs> I toe the line I'm between both. You know so what? Do I. I love both. I, I do love both. I love Star Wars more, but I love both. I do. In fact, Just I've been like marathoning. I love the 50 sci fi films, the. I, all I, the... Yeah. Because I've yeah. run around as a Klingon, I've run around as a Jedi. I do both. How about a, a Jedi Klingon? Ooh, I should try that. Ooh. <laughs> 
you won't be the first. I have seen that at a con. <laughs> but it uh, is kind of fun to watch. A Sith Vulcan. Ooh. Ooh, now that I like. <laughs> Isn't that just a Romulan at that point? No, I went there. But anyway, you were wrapping yeah. it up, right? Yeah, yeah let's wrap it up. <laughs> all right, we'll start, all day. we'll start with Dusty, our, our, our newest member of Realm of the Mist. And of course, you know, we, we, we popped her cherry on Realm of the Mist podcast. <laughs> Go ahead and tell them where people can find you. You can find myself and my partner, Salem, on the sock drawer. We're all over the place where Realm of the Mist uploads us. So, And Facebook, too. There I think go. that's all I've got right now. All right. And uh, Joe? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Joe Cahill, Director, Producer, Steamhouse Entertainment. Or please go check out The Last Battleship, my next film that we hope to start filming next summer. Um, you can also find me on other social medias under Steamhouse Entertainment and email me at steamhouseentertainment at gmail.com. There you go. And of course, you can find me right here at Realm of the Mist Podcast or Breaking the Fourth Wall Podcast, where I do interviews. In fact, this coming week, I will be sitting down with the son of the creator of the zombie film, Mr. George R. Romero. Ooh. So that one's going to, that one's going to be a fun one. And, uh, <laughs> Of course, guys, you can find me anywhere on Realm of the Mist Entertainment or, of course, on our sister channel, Sounds Dicey. You could look up both on YouTube. And if you prefer the audio podcast versions, you could always look us up on Anchor.fm or Apple iTunes or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. Guys, thank you very much for joining me. I was I was thinking about it all day. I'm like, man, I want to talk mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> so we got to talk Ghostbusters. I, I agree July 10th is just too far away. And it means I, July 11th, we got to meet up again. Oh, absolutely, dude. Yep. <laughs> Realm of the Mist podcast will release on July 11th. You know what? It'll probably release on July 10th, just late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. That means I have to go see it at 6 a.m. There you go. <laughs> here on the West Coast. Uh, but we will catch you again on the next Realm of the Mist Entertainment, or Realm of the Mist podcast, guys. Have a good night. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! Ghostbusters.